All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca, your digital home for online gaming excitement, including casino, live dealer, lottery instance, and sport betting. Sign up today at PlayAlberta.ca. And uh, Brian, there's there's lots of intrigue. There's always some good storylines uh, heading into uh, to this weekend. Uh, let's start uh, tomorrow where Joe Flacco could become the road goat if he wins on the road. Uh, that would be his eighth playoff win on the road, surpassing Tom Brady. Yeah, and thanks for having me on. And that, yeah, I mean that stat you just threw out is is, is phenomenal. And, and and I think they will win. And uh, we just remember just a couple of weeks ago. Um, he threw for well over 300 yards and beat Houston in Houston. I think it was 36 to 22, and and I think they're gonna they're gonna win again. And uh, you know they have the you know their defense this season has been phenomenal, and uh, you know they've been especially good on third downs. And uh, you know I, now they're they are here's the interesting thing: Cleveland's last in the league in, in red zone defense. Now they don't allow opponents to to get there very often. But when they do, um, they they don't have a ton of success. So um, there are some some there is, might be some hope for for you know Houston. You know C.J. Stroud did not play in the game against Cleveland back in Week 16. But no, I think Flacco is going to going to match Tom Brady, and I think he's going to keep uh, this Browns roller coaster season rolling along through the weekend. When you look at uh, at the matchup, you know C.J. Stroud's a dynamic young player, but uh, we know the playoffs in any sport are a different uh, a different animal. Somewhat, uh, the, he, they've obviously got some uh, some key injuries for the for the Texans. But 
Yeah, I was looking at kind of who they've got. They haven't really faced a lot of really good pass defenses lately. And the, the one thing, the Browns secondary, they're pretty good at pass defense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it starts and finishes really with, with Miles Garrett. You know, him, you know, T.J. Watt. I mean, there's just a short list of elite pass rushers in the NFL, and he's right there. And, uh, you know, he's obviously going to make, make life hard for C.J. Stroud. But I, I think where the Browns have a huge uh, advantage is now both defenses are good at stopping the run. And Houston this year with, with Devin Singletary, and I think this offseason they're really going to try to improve um, their running game because I think this season they're averaging, I think, 3.7 yards a carry. I think the Browns are allowing, you know, by, by 3.5 yards a carry. So that could lead to a lot of third and longs for Stroud. And, and then, as you alluded to, then the Browns can kind of pin their ears back and, 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 and rush him, right? So now Cleveland is dealing with some injuries in the secondary, and, and um, I do think that, uh, that Stroud, again, I, I think he is going to have some success. I don't think he's a guy you're going to hold down for an entire game, but I think the key for this game is – um, you know, how many third manageables can Houston put Stroud in? And that's going to require them to have some success running the ball, which is something that they haven't had much success in this year. And, and I'll be honest, I mean, I, of all the playoff games, I could be wrong, right? Uh, oftentimes the NFL, the thing that you're, you're the surest of is the one thing that doesn't happen. But I'm pretty confident that the Browns are going to leave here with the win. As good as Stroud's been, um, I just like the weapons. And Cleveland's offense has maybe the most underrated um, – you know, a set of skill guys in the league. David Njoku's been great. Amari Cooper, um, you know, Elijah Moore coming over from the Jets, and then they have Ford and Kareem Hunt. It's a really, really good skill position group, and Flacco's done a great job of utilizing all of his weapons, and, and Stefanski's done a great job calling plays that Flacco likes. So um, I definitely think that, that every, all the signs are pointing for the Browns to win this game. Brian, uh, when you look at the, uh, the second game, um... Kansas City and uh, Miami. And obviously, weather is going to be a factor. The last uh, one I saw was minus four, I think, which is equivalent to minus 20 here, which is obviously pretty chilly. Um, mm-hmm. how, like, what do you make of, of the weather in KC? And, you know, I just, people think Miami and they're like, well, they practice warm all the time. But it's not like the KC Chiefs players, you know, are practicing in minus four all the time either. Like, this will be a, a big factor uh, in the game, regardless of who it's for. But, you know, do you think this is really going to derail Miami, or could this help them because they got Mostert and they can run the ball? And yeah, we're—I mean, it's, I'm sure obviously Dolphin fans are hoping Mostert plays. I think he was labeled as questionable along with Jalen Waddle. Um, I think, yeah, and I, obviously, yeah, weather's weather's going to be a thing. Uh, but both teams have two, you know, capable running backs, and I think Pacheco for the Chiefs is going to be maybe one of the biggest pieces in this game. And I think in general. I think Mahomes is going to lean more on in the playoffs the guys that he really trusts. Obviously, he's still going to have to, to, to give Sky Moore and some of his other you know younger receivers that honestly haven't really helped him a lot this season. He has, still has to give those guys some targets, but I think he's really going to lean more on it. it this, the Chiefs this season remind me a lot of the Patriots' last stand when they won a title with Brady in 18. They were 11-5. and It was one of their weaker you know records in a while. And not many people picked them to win the Super Bowl that year, and they loved, they relied heavily that year on defense. And really, you know, Sony Michelle had a big playoff run, and then it was Brady Edelman and Gronk was, was basically how that went. So I think it might be the same thing for the Chiefs now. They're going to lean on that defense that was second in the league in scoring this year. It's it's that's kind of the irony. I mean, this is easily the Chiefs' weakest offensive unit in the Mahomes era, but it's his best defense. And 
that I think with the weather is going to make things even harder for for Miami because they're already facing a very good Chiefs defense. Now that weather you would think would yeah. slow down Tyreek Hill, who has experience in Kansas City. I, I just think again, similar to Cleveland, I I'd be very very surprised if the Chiefs lost this game. Not to mention. The Dolphins have so many injuries. I'm surprised they haven't called one of us to get in uniform tomorrow. They might, so keep your phones on because you might be, get a call to Kansas City. But, no, I think the weather is just going to be an even more of a hindrance to Miami. Well, Brian, that's what I wanted to ask you about was the, the injuries. You know, injuries, you don't want to use an excuse, but it's a fact. When you, when you have that many key injuries to players, it really impacts how your team can play. Like, you know, some teams you can have one or two good backups, but eventually you're going to see a regression in talent. No, no, no question. And I think for Miami, and every team, like you said, every team is going to going to be dealing with it, right? Like the Steelers don't have TJ Watt this weekend. They're one in ten lifetime without Watt in the lineup since he was drafted. But they've got Herbig. They've got some other guys that are good. But they, I mean, no team has has had injuries like the Dolphins, and they're they're not going to have Xavier Howard tomorrow. So, and that's why they're eleven and six, and that's why they, they sh- in my opinion, if they were healthy, they they would have minimum been the number two team in the AFC. They would have cakewalked their way to the East title. I think their struggles allowed the, the Bills that, honestly, I think they're kind of a smoke screen. I don't think the Bills are as good as people think they are right now. If you actually look at the teams they beat and the, the quarterbacks they beat down the stretch, I, I'll give them credit for beating Dallas down the stretch. Yeah. Other than that, it's not that impressive. So, no, I mean, Miami, this is a year you're going to look back and just say that the injury bug got us, and this that 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 is the number one reason why Miami's season – probably won't extend past this weekend and uh so you like the Steelers now if Watt was in the game man that makes it such a big difference but the Steelers without Watt can they still beat the Bills I think they can because Nick Herbig is is a backup he's a rookie he's going to replace Watt the Steelers drafted him because he played at Wisconsin where Watt played uh his senior year Herbig's his stats were almost identical to Watts and the Steelers and basically Wisconsin asked him to do many of the same things they asked Watt to do so for the Steelers it was like we may as well and 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 Herbig and Watt their relationship goes back years again the Wisconsin connection so again he is not T.J. Watt I am not saying Nick Herbig is T.J. Watt but the Steelers have good depth there and like I said it's not like the Bills were beating you know they beat the Chargers with Easton Stick at quarterback they beat the Patriots with Jared Stidham and and my the biggest thing for me is the Steelers can run the ball like Kansas City. That weather is going to be really bad. And you know Jared Allen still turns the ball, or Josh Allen rather, still turns the ball over a lot. Way too and much. And to me, you yeah he he you know what eighteen interceptions and seven fumbles this season. And he think he had four interceptions in his last three games. So again, I you know uh, the Bills are favored by uh, what nine and a half ten points, which I think is way too much. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills won just because of the talent they have. But I, I absolutely think the Steelers are capable of winning, and I would go ahead and pick the Steelers to win in an upset because of, again, not having Watts massive, but they are getting Fitzpatrick back and, uh, you know, Kazi, their safety that was suspended for the rest, rest of the regular season. I think for them it comes down to not being themselves. And that was a huge issue when they lost three in a row, including two to two win teams. Um, you know, penalties, receivers, uh, either not blocking or, not, or missing assignments, pre-snap penalties. If the Steelers lose... It might be more of what they do and less of what the Bills do. Brian Diardo joins us from CBS Sports. Brian, I think for me anyway, the easiest game of the weekend is Dallas and Green Bay. I think Dallas is going to absolutely crush them. They're at home. We all know that Dallas is a much better team at home. And, you know, good for Green Bay to give it, uh, get in. But is there any reason to think that Green Bay can pull off the upset? Yes. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think because I think love is – I think they're playing with house money. And I think – I think nerves are, are real in professional sports. And Dallas, you have all the pressures on them. 
all of it. Like you said, good for Green Bay for making the playoffs. And, and I think they are going in kind of with that attitude that, hey, you know, we're the team that gets to be loose. I think for Dallas, and you know what, I wouldn't be shocked if, if uh, you know, Jerry Jones places the call to Bill Belichick this offseason. I don't think McCarthy's job is safe unless they get to minimum the NFC Championship game. There is no excuse. As you said, Dallas is really good. Uh, you know, there's no excuse for them to, to not at least face San Francisco for the right to go to the Super Bowl. And the thing I like about Love is he spreads the ball around. It's very, very hard for teams because who is their great receiver? They don't have any. I think Jaden Reed is probably Love's favorite target. So, um, and Aaron Jones has, has been great down the stretch, three straight 100-yard games going into the playoffs. And their defense is very bend but not break. They just held, you know, uh, Justin Fields and the Bears to 10 points last weekend. So I think they could frustrate the Cowboys in the red zone. And Dallas doesn't run the ball very well. Tony Pollard was very hot and cold this season. So I think if, and I think that's what Green Bay is going to do. They're basically going to put the game on Dak's shoulders because they know that Dallas isn't good at running the ball. And yeah. I think that, that the Packers offense is going to try to um, matriculate the ball down the field with long time consuming drives. The uh, Rams and Detroit. I, I, I'm trying to figure this game out. Uh, obviously, I think the, the the Porta, you know, injury is can be a game changer. He's been very good as a tight end for them. Um, they've obviously got lots of weapons for sure. But the Rams, I don't know. Like, I know it's a great matchup. Everybody loves the quarterback matchup here, right? Goff playing his former team. I understand all of that. But like, what do you make of this matchup? Do you favor Detroit significantly? Is it close? What do you like? This is the game I'm most excited for. One of the reasons because it's indoors, we don't have to worry about weather. But no, I and I do love the quarterback situation absolutely because I think it's a it's a legacy game for both guys, you know. And I think that Stafford's, if he's not already a future Hall of Famer, he's right on the cusp. And I think this would just kind of add to his legacy. Um, Detroit has, I think, the second best skill position players across the board that are still in the playoffs. I think the Niners by far have the most. You know, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Laporta, who, like you said, is banged up, but I think he is going to suit up. You know, they have the best running back duo in the league with with uh, Gibbs and Montgomery. So the Lions can they can run the ball incredibly well, and they can throw it, obviously, with Goff and 30 touchdowns this season. But their defense was 23rd in the league in points allowed. And I think that's why I'm going to go with the Rams. And I do think, obviously, Stafford's a better quarterback, which is no knock on Goff. I mean, again, Stafford's a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback with a Super Bowl win on his resume, and they can run the ball with Kyron Williams. And I think that's been a huge uh, you know, turning point for the Rams this season was they found the running game. Even when they won the Super Bowl, they didn't have a, great, a really good running game. They have it now, and I think against that Lions defense – they're going to make sure that they keep a balanced offense and, and, uh, and they can get it done. Again, I think that the, that the Lions, with the, the playmakers on offense, uh, they, 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 they certainly have a chance to win. But I like the Rams because of the running game and their defense is better. And uh, the Eagles and the Bucks, like Honestly, when the Eagles could not have looked worse down the stretch. It would be impossible to look as bad as they did right. down the stretch, right? Um, now, they have to go on the road even though they have a better record. Um, and because Tampa won their division, um, you look at Tampa, and I know last week their offense looked terrible against uh, the uh, the Panthers, and it, and it must win game really for them. But they find a way to get it done. I understand all that, and I know the bruised ribs were a factor for the quarterback. But like, what do you make of this game, man? Can the Eagles can the Eagles get back on track? Or are they just going to go from in the ditch to over the cliff this weekend? I think they can win because they have hurts. And Hurts is still a really good player. Now, obviously, he's dealing, I think, with hand injury, and A.J. Brown is banged up, too. So that's those are obviously not good things, right? Um, 
you know, but I think that they do have a, a decent running game, and I think if they can get that running game going, and that's great because then it keeps Tampa's offense off the field. I mean, it'll have to be a track meet, right? That's what it's going to come down to. It's going to have to be a track meet because this defense has been atrocious down the stretch, and it's been bad all year. I think it was 30th in the league in points allowed. So I think for, for the Eagles, I mean, again, when you have, Jay, you have Jalen Hurts, you have a shot. And as good as Baker Mayfield has played this season, he's got one playoff win under his belt, and that was three years ago. And so, you know, I, I like the quarterback matchup for Philadelphia. So, again, though, they're going to have to, you know, they're not going to beat as far as, you know, their defense versus Tampa's offense. They're not going to beat them with talent because Tampa's got good talent. I mean, you know, Mike Evans has had maybe the best year of his career. They're going to have to disguise and confuse Baker Mayfield, frustrate Baker Mayfield because he's an emotional player. So if you can frustrate him and take away their running game, which is which is challenging because Rashad White's had a very good season, then you can have success. But they're going to have to make some red zone stops and they're going to have, and they're also going to have to have some luck. You know, they're going to have to have the ball bounce their way. But yeah, I agree. I think for the Eagles, just getting one playoff win this season would be paramount. They, unfortunately for them, they suffered the same fate a lot of Super Bowl runner-ups have, which you know, injuries or whatnot, just things tend to not go their way that second season. When you look, you know, overall, you know, the NFL and all the changes you saw in coaches. You mentioned Bill Belichick. Uh, what, what's your best guess on Belichick? Does does he get right back into coaching? Is he taking time off? Is there an organization that and and does like how much does he have left? I guess is my other question. Uh, what seventeen, sixteen wins? That's I think that's how much he's got left. <laughs> okay, Shula, right? I think that's it. I think he's trying to get Shula, and I think he would like. You know, I don't think he's ever. I mean, who knows? It depends on where he goes. I think I don't think he's going to win another Super Bowl, but but I think for him, it's trying to break Shula's record. I think that's one of the main reasons why. He's still coaching, and uh, no, I think he would have loved. You know, I, I think one of his former uh, players recently said that had he had had another playoff run with the Patriots, he probably would have bowed out because then it's like, all right, what else do I have to prove? I mean, yeah. he had one playoff appearance in four years without Brady, and they lost that one playoff game by thirty points. I think the Chargers would be an attractive spot for him because of Justin Herbert, um, and they have some good pieces there. It just it just hasn't worked with Staley. Um, you know, now that division is, is hard. Um, I've heard Carolina, but because of the division's easy, but that's a total, total rebuild job. And, and, and that, that's, that would, to me, would be a good question for Belichick. Does he want it to have another rebuild? Because that's, if we remember, he's had two coaching stops, Cleveland, New England, both were rebuilding projects and both he got, you know, to, to the playoffs and had playoff success with both. And I wouldn't be shocked, honestly, if he did want something that was kind of like a rebuild. Um, but, again, I don't know. I, people think I'm crazy for thinking that Jerry Jones would fire McCarthy, especially because McCarthy's an offensive guy and, and they already have. But to me, especially if they lose Dan Quinn and they need a defensive presence. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Why wouldn't you look into at least looking? I mean, you can't tell me that Jerry Jones wouldn't place a call to the greatest coach of all time, right? There, there's no way. So uh, well, if they right, lose for right. sure, right? I think if they lose, yeah. you're bang on on that. So Exactly, exactly. So Dallas would be a place I would look at. But then I think the Chargers, because, again, they, they already have a franchise quarterback, which is the one thing that, that Belichick lost when he lost on Brady in New England. Uh, hard to win without one of those guys, pretty true. Uh, Brian, thanks for, sure. for this. We appreciate your time. Anytime. Thank you.